0: Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already down. know. <laughs> you already term, know. It? I think that's we, how it we always went goes. We've like, for like
1: 45 used, like, minutes and we're at like Chelsea <laughs> now. What about- are we doing?
0: Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today.
1: Hey, it's top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. your host matt joined by my co-host dom dom how are you
0: what's going on man I'm, I'm good how we doing uh fresh back from italy huh
1: fresh back fresh off the boat fresh off the plane less than uh i don't know like 12 hours since re-entering the country we're just back <laughs> not I, sorry 24 hours it has not been 12 hours uh in my mind i'm still six hours ahead definitely feeling a little more uh Jet laggy today in terms of uh, overall feeling and tiredness, but persevering through because we got to record today because Dom's got other stuff going on in his life. That's the way summers go. You got a lot of lot to do in only like ten weeks to do it. Um, but it was great. Enjoyed Italy immensely. It was very cool. Uh, I'm sure we can talk about that maybe later in the show if we if we find the time. But you know, uh, it's we were just saying before we we got on that. Unfortunately, there's not a ton going on in, in either England or Italy at the moment. There, there are rumors and things like that, some confirmed transfers, some stuff that happened while I was away that we can uh, maybe retouch. But, you know, in general, I, I think this is always a little bit of a tough spot when you're looking to be talking about or writing about or discussing uh, either the Premier League or Serie A because... Signings haven't been made across the board for everyone yet. You know, some clubs have probably like Arsenal have probably gotten most, if not all, of their signings done. So we know what that team is most likely gonna look like, uh, for the season. But there are a lot of teams that like Chelsea or Manchester United that really haven't done a, a lot of the transfer business that we expect them to complete. And so how <clears> can <throat> you possibly kind of pontificate about what they're going to be this season when uh, it still f- feels like a, a squad that's in flux. And I think one place that I, I really noticed that state of transition is in Italy, and yeah. it's something I think we've talked about all summer that, you know, I couldn't tell you who's going to win Syria in this season coming up. I'm not sure who will be sitting here this time next summer talking about as, the, as Scudetto champions. Uh, by the way, I was in Naples, and I got to tell you, you had to try very hard to not be keenly aware that Napoli won the title <laughs> uh, this past season. Um, everywhere you look, there is a sign with like a, a big like Italian badge with uh, three on it. Campioni. The there Campioni everywhere. Um, and on all the side streets, there are these banners across with like the individual player. Like it's like the squad lineup before the game going down the street. Um, big is there a...
0: Is there a... Graveyard still of all of the uh, I couldn't, opponents. Couldn't find
1: the, couldn't find the graveyard. Uh, didn't have time. If we had maybe more time, I would, I would try to track that down. But yeah, it is. Uh, it is hard to escape the fact that they uh, they just won the title. And then that's not even like the apartments that have the their entire uh, balconies with a banner right, with Campione. So I don't know who's going to be having that celebration next summer, and I'm almost certain that they will not be having it like uh, like people in Napoli did. But you know, I I think. It really is a, a huge question mark for me, and, and something I want to talk about tonight is, I think every team in Italy has a big question. Some of them have multiple big questions um, coming into this season, coming into training camp now. As we get into kind of the heat of summer, you know, teams are already starting to do their preseason training, whether that's their their, their summer tours, where they go to America or Asia, wherever it is they're headed or, you know, they're doing their, I know some teams like Liverpool are doing their preseason tour in like Germany already, like for just the players for fitness stuff like that's normally when you see, uh, you know, guys returning from, you know, either international duty, if they're like U23 players or their holidays, things like that. And I I, I just think that every team in Italy has at least one big question, at least one, you know, for Napoli, it's pretty simple. You know, you lose Kim Minjie and you've lost Spalletti, you've lost your sporting director, you know, key components to uh, a title win last year and Osimhen I think will stay I I would actually be surprised at this point if Osimhen leaves just because I think there's really only one place that I think he could go and that's PSG and I I just don't know that they're going to spend what it would it take to get him out of Naples so that's uh, obviously a strong suit for them but again tons of question marks there about uh you know how stable that situation might be who honestly knows Uh, with Juventus uh, they have budget concerns they're losing players Vlahovic and Chiesa could be out the door Um, you know they've uh, tried to already piece together some signings but it's not totally clear you know where they're headed they're apparently interested in getting Lukaku now Uh, you know and of course Inter as well you know they've they've had uh, their own financial issues and You know, they've also had their own question marks about transfers. They thought they were getting Lukaku. Now they're going to have to pivot to someone else. Uh, Balogun has been, I I think, uh, a name to maybe keep an eye on for Inter. That would be very, very interesting. For Milan, it's about can they spend any money uh, beyond what they've spent because they they just don't seem to have a ton of it. And that's, again, a a common cause with a lot of Italian teams. Uh, You know, they're going to have to rebound from what was a disappointing season, I think, overall, just in terms of... uh, I think from front to back, just not not what you would hope for and expect it. Atalanta are trying to not lose Demerol and Holyand, uh, you know, two, two players that I think they're hoping to be uh, back next year. It seems like both of them could be gone. They're setting a really big price tag on Rasmus. Um, as Manchester United are trying to get him. Mm-hmm. And then you look at a team like, say, Fiorentina or Roma, um, two teams that I think are, are really trying to build to be in, you know, those, those title conversations that are trying to, to be in those, uh, those circles. Um, and they have a lot of question marks, as they typically do. And then Lazio, who lose uh, Sergey Milinkovic-Savage to Saudi Arabia, could potentially lose to Immobile, who was not at his best last season. Everywhere you look there's there's questions there, no one is coming through no one is looking to me like a stable man they're just really building on the next thing and and I, I think they're gonna be a juggernaut this year
0: uh, I mean the financial implications that a few teams in Italy are, are dealing with you know are are kind of concerning right like it, it seems like I don't know how many how many years in a row now the the scudetto champion has like not like convincingly done anything to like improve their squad it
1: it would be the fourth because it was Juventus inter Milan and now Napoli the last year. so
0: So there's there hasn't been like a title defense like a successful title defense and like and like uh bringing in the proper reinforcements to continue being you know that top team I mean hell Milan won the league last year and like you said it was very disappointing where they ended in the season still made Champions League but it's, it's definitely a disappointment in, in the eyes of, of all the Milan fans. I mean, Inter won it two years ago. I think what they finished third. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's not up to par for these teams. But, <clears throat> I mean, I haven't seen anything with Lazio. So that, that's kind of concerning for me. Uh, the most activity I've seen is by Roma. Roma seems to be attracting everybody. Uh, people that are linked with other teams in Syria, and then they end up choosing Roma. It's it's it seems like they're trying to make a serious push uh, to 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 be a top two team and and compete for for a scudetto next year. Um, obviously, very very early prediction, but uh, yeah, no, nobody's been very convincing. I, I mean, Milan's probably been right behind Roma with with how they've been signing players. They brought in a few people. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. So, I mean, who, who knows? I don't, it's going to be interesting. just I think that this will lead to parody again in the season. There, there's, there's, uh, there's not going to be one team that really stands out and we'll have a season like Napoli. I think it's going to be a very like close and hard fought team, uh, or, or season between three, four, five teams. Uh, you mentioned Fiorentina, they're on the up. Uh, Lazio is looking to, you know, stay consistent now. Uh, The fact that they had such a uh, successful season, Uh, you you know, we talk about Roma and and then obviously, you know, you get guys like Inter and Juventus that are going to be in the mix. Atalanta may fall out of that mix if they, if they happen to, you know, end up making this sale uh, for Hoyland. I mean, if if a team like Manchester United or someone else, you know, presents an offer they can't refuse, I mean, you kind of have to take it, right? Just try to see who you can sign and bring in.
1: That is and that is Atalanta's model too, is that they yeah. really, you know, buy players like Holy Hunt and sell them on. You know, that they have a, a very clear direction that they build and grow towards. Roma is interesting too that you brought up because they have gotten a lot of like early transfer business done. Um, I don't know if it's completely done. I think they're still looking for like a striking option. Tammy Abraham's future is not like totally settled and obviously has an injury now, which is tough. Um, you know, so they're they're gonna need to, to figure out kind of a pathway there i would say that that's probably the last piece missing for them but almost every team in europe is looking every summer you know for a forward option you know everyone mm-hmm. is pretty much always looking uh, to find someone that can get them goals it's it's most uh, you know sought after position but yeah you know they've already got you know Alwar and Dika, diego laurente rasmus christensen in um those aren't like the sexiest of sexy names uh, but they are names, <laughs> they are transfers that they've got in that can, you know, go to pre have a full preseason with the team. That, that is definitely an important piece, and I think often gets overlooked. And listen, like, largely speaking, this could be a team that has, like, a good amount of consistency from the previous season. You know, they're, they're maybe not going to be losing a lot of big stars like some other Italian clubs are going to do. You look at pretty much every other top six club, they're likely losing or already have lost a regular starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inter's going to lose Onana to Manchester United, right? Um, they may not have Lukaku back, who wasn't necessarily a key figure for them last year, but, you know, did provide, especially, I would say, the last two months of the season, you know, a, a good boost to that team. Um, you know, Milan have lost Sandro Tonali. You know, Juventus are, are likely losing, uh, you know, Vlahovic. Chiesa, quadrado. You know, they're, they're losing Quadrado. Like, I, everywhere you look at the at the top of, of Italy, you know, you Even say, a guy you know, like McKinney. Yeah, maybe. McKinney, losing milinkovic savage um, you know, to, from, from Lazio. Like, everywhere you look, you're losing players. Roma don't seem likely to be doing that. Um, it doesn't seem like they're going to be missing maybe some of their big stars, at least due to, to transfers or anything. It's just about health. So Roma's, I, I think, a good option for maybe if you're looking for prediction-wise. Stability is nice. You know, stability is a nice yep. thing being able to build on that and, and hope for like consistent improvement. I I, I don't think that's a bad bet to make at all. Um, but again, you know, it's, it's not the necessarily, there's no right or wrong way. Napoli, I, we're not on anyone's radar, uh, this past season coming in for a title because of the instability, because of their perceived transition year that it was going to be where they had sold off some key players, some key players left. And it felt like they were sort of building towards this season, right. Or, or the following year, um, And they ended up having, you know, one of the best Italian seasons that we've seen, especially in recent times. So, you know, it it just goes to show there's no formula for it, but I I think in general, having that stability is a good thing, you know, and and a lot of Italian clubs don't have that right now. They don't have the roster stability or the organizational stability um, that you would hope for.
0: Yeah. So uh, where do you think uh, Lukaku ends up going? You know, we mentioned that, you know, he's got this thing going on with Inter and, uh, he, he, Juventus is interested in him now Like, like what's, what's what's going on here
1: I what's, so what's going on here I, it's where he ends up is a great question and I think is one of the questions in the summer and I think there's kind of a striker carousel around Europe that I have to imagine starts getting turned over the next few weeks because I, I just can't imagine Bayern right like not wanting to have their established number 9 coming into the season I, I i think they they want whoever it is i think whether it's kane whoever they they want that player in i think in the next two weeks you know i i really do i i just don't doesn't feel like a, a team that maybe wants to be waiting till late august and and wrapping up the deal it seems like either get the guy or move on whatever um once you know some of those strikers start moving then i think you kind of just see the bigger picture turning like some like dusan vlahovic right also starts to move, which allows Lukaku to move, which allows maybe Jao Felix to move. You know, like, there's Mm -hmm. all these guys that are looking for homes, I think, or changes in scenery that, you know, we we just don't have yet. We don't have maybe the space, or there's no pressure yet, really, necessarily, to get the deal done right now. Um, For Lukaku, it's it's bizarre. It really felt like he was just going to be returning to Inter, and it made a lot of sense, I think, for everyone involved. For Inter, you know, you're getting a, a reliable player and goal scorer that, again, has a good partnership with Lautaro, I think has has won there. Like, he's he's had success with this club. Um, for Lukaku, it seems like he, it's a good fit for him. It seems like he's played – his best playing performances over the last, like, four seasons have pretty much been with Inter and, mm-hmm. like, nowhere else. He really has not performed well um, at, at, at any other club you'd have to really go back to, like, his Everton times for when he was, like, really dominant, like, league, like, goal-scoring striker. Like, he was um, very, very good. And, you know, like, outside of that, it's only been Inter. And I I don't understand his, like, switch here. He's such an interesting and... <laughs> I, I don't want to call him volatile, but he just seems so, like... I don't know if it's our perception of him, just what gets, le- like, leaked to the, the media and things like that, but it does seem like he just... Kind of flip flops sometimes with this, uh, with loyalties or with with where he wants to go, his direction, um, and even the Inter uh, You know, uh, you know, fans now have kind of said like you know, they put out the statement like don't return, you know, don't kiss the badge or whatever, and and all this. It seems like a very ugly and public breakup. So yeah, it, it uh, like the like ultras are, are always getting, like that. It seems like Juventus are getting involved. I, he's not exactly cheap. He's 40 million. Juventus are under some pressure, I think, to, to balance out the books a little bit. I don't know that they're necessarily have the money to, to go out and do that without maybe making some other moves. They need, they need to convince
0: the team to buy Vlahovic before any of that happens. I feel like.
1: Which, you know, again, Vlahovic is not going to come cheap to whoever's buying him either. You know, like it's, it's. Well, you talk about
0: Kane and the, the Kane and Byron issue. I mean, if, if, Bayern don't get Kane do you think that Vlahovic is an option for them do you think he fits in Munich
1: I mean he could I I don't think he's a perfect fit because I think ideally Thomas Tuchel would want someone that can like play with the ball and that is not Vlahovic's strength he's like Mm -hmm. Vlahovic is pretty much squarely a like penalty box striker like he's not He's not good with the ball. He's not good carrying the ball. He's not good at receiving it. But he can score goals, like, for sure. Like, I, I don't yeah. question his finishing ability or, like, his touch. But I think I, I, I don't see that as, like, a perfect fit. By I know what be. you're talking about. And, and, <laughs> Vlahovic is interesting. And, and I, I'm not sure that Lu, uh, Lukaku and Vlahovic and Chiesa is an interesting attack. to to be going into this season with Um, Juventus. I have a lot of questions for, you know, Paul Pogba's future is uncertain too. You know, uh, Saudi Arabia has been hoovering up lots of uh, high-profile players. I think Paul Pogba has been at least rumored to be one of these other players that could potentially be on his way. Who knows? Uh, But for Lukaku, yeah, I mean, it feels like without Juventus, I really don't know where he goes. Uh, I can't see him staying at Chelsea. I don't know that any English club is necessarily interested in him. I'm not sure who, maybe Aston Villa, <laughs> like, would go for Lukaku, but that just seems, like, not in line with how they've sort of run the team over the last, like, six, seven months. It seems like Uday Emery has a very clear idea, and I, I don't know that Lukaku, and they have Ollie Watkins, so, you know, like, why would they do that? Yeah, like, it's just, yeah. there's, everywhere you look, it just doesn't feel like there's a, a great option for Lukaku, so... I am really curious to see, you know, in September, who Lukaku is playing for because it is not uh, it's not totally clear to me at the moment.
0: Yeah, uh, obviously he, I think he belongs in Italy. I don't know if uh, he'd be so fickle to sign for Milan. I'm, I don't know if I'm too keen on that. They've been rumored with other strikers anyway, so, I, you know, uh, yeah, it, it's weird. I don't see Allegri using a two-striker set. You know he tends to like one guy up top normally that's a target man you know which vlahovic can provide lukaku does the same thing and if they can cash in on on dushan i mean you might as well bring bring in a a guy of similar if not better quality if he's motivated you know when you see lukaku in italy motivated it's it's one of the top number nines you know in europe but then more times than not you know you get the lukaku where it's the timberland boots on his feet meme and you know
1: do you remember hoodie mellow yeah Olympic yeah, carmelo? yeah 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 he yeah. reminds me so much of carmelo anthony in the nba in that he has these <laughs> like he has these like traits and abilities that are so impressive like you know really amazing stuff mm-hmm. and it's like man if this guy could like, just put it together he would be like really special um and just it never felt like it fully clicked but there's always like this mythical like part of him yeah there's a cult and, following for there's this me. cult following <laughs> and there's always this like when carmelo anthony would play for team usa at the olympics he looked amazing amazing Incredible. And listen Everyone did, by the way, when you play on Team USA, you because you're pounding competition. You're playing with 14 of the best basketball players to ever play the game. Darren um,
0: Williams looked like, a and then there was also top hoodie. 10. There was
1: Hoodie Mello, and it was like when Carmelo would like have a hoodie on and just be kind of shooting around. Summer uh, playing, workout open run at like Mello Rucker Park or something. Yeah. Like it was like that was like this mythical place that you could get to, and it's the same with Lukaku. It feels like sometimes he doesn't have quite the same. Thing. I guess it's like Belgium Lukaku, like when he's playing for the national team, he looks uh, a lot of times better, but he, uh, yeah, there, there's there's something with him that just, it, it has never worked properly. It, we've seen like stops and starts, but he, he's never been a guy that I think has, has really put it together in a complete way and like over the course of more than just one year. He had that great yeah. season with Inter when they win the title. He was fantastic. Uh, he was worthy of of a lot of the praise that he was got that he got, um, and then makes that move to Chelsea, and I, I don't want to call it disastrous, but it has certainly not worked out for for anyone involved. Would you
0: say that his time at Manchester United was successful?
1: Not nah, no, I think he was he was they won trophies. He was an average striker there. He was not he was not what they bought him to be, coming off of Everton. Well, I mean Zlatan was, was
0: the main guy. It was Zlatan and. Ar- Right. They, what no, did they? They,
1: ha- they bought Lukaku before uh, Zlatan.
0: Was was Van Persie playing alongside him, or was Van Persie going by them? It's Van kind Percy of cloudy in my. That was like the transition. Yeah.
1: Between okay. The two. I Lukaku was like not. He was not terrible for Manchester United, but he was not at all like he did not recapture what he was at Everton. Uh, on upon his move he was like an average to above average striker at his time there but they spent a pretty good amount of money on him um and it, they never really recouped that and then it was kind of an ugly exit uh he like sat out of training that was when he i think when he went to anderlecht to train uh rather than uh go back to with manchester united cause he just so badly did not want to be back there so yeah it, it did not uh did not end positively <laughs> in, in the end there but We'll see. We'll see where Lukaku ends up. Again, just does not have a ton of options outside of Chelsea, Ventus. I, I really <laughs> I don't know who's picking up the tab there at all. Speaking of Chelsea, um, not great news. Wesley Fofana uh, injured his ACL. Seems like he could be missing a large chunk of this season, uh, which sucks because you know, we already saw him get a really bad leg break injury uh, two s- summers ago in a preseason game. Uh, which was really it was a really I remember being a very dirty tackle um, just like totally out of pocket for a, a preseason game so could be another season really disrupted by injury for him which which sucks on a personal level because you know when he was young and, and coming up he really looked like a, uh, he could be something special and you hope that injuries don't take you know that early part of his career away and potentially disrupt what could be a fantastic career but it does you know it, it does leave that cold will a player that we highlighted on our five players to watch episode someone that has been linked with moves to brighton and to liverpool and a few other uh top uh premier league clubs or just staying at chelsea uh, which is always an option of course um, it does make his pathway even more clear already you know chelsea were not particularly deep at center back you know, this does make it, in my mind, at least, more clear that Colwell's probably staying at Chelsea this summer. I, I, I just think they want to hang on to him anyway. They have to ask for a big price for any English club trying to buy him. Um, and so, I, I can't imagine with Fofana potentially being out for a long, to, a long period that they're they're moving on from Colewell uh, and be willing to really thin themselves out even more.
0: Yeah, sucks for Fofana, man. Like you said, like he had so much, so much promise. I mean, we just hope that, you know. When he comes back from this injury he can try and regain some form i mean tough break for for chelsea now uh yeah we'll see how see how it folds out
1: and just looking at some transfer stuff you know uh we did finally declan rice officially to arsenal it took uh, a little bit of extra time i guess to figure out how the money was being paid you know tom is a uh and urine timber of course as well also going to oh, so crazy signings some, man they've gotten some big signings in the door already uh this summer and it doesn't feel like there's a ton left for them to do i i think maybe you know maybe some uh, some rotational guys might be an option for them but you know when you've added havertz and rice and timber to the mix. I think that those are all really strong and aggressive signings. They've paid big prices. Uh, you know, Declan rice was a, a British transfer record. So listen, that's going to come with its own expectation. They are no longer, whether they like it or not, they're no longer the plucky team. They are the team that is coming into the season with the expectation to win a title. Uh, you know, I, I think and that comes with different criticisms and a different lens of focus, um, again whether that's fair or not uh, that is going to be the fo- that, that is going to be what they they receive this year you know when you spend the money that they have people are going to expect you to now really go out there and perform well in the Champions League and be in the title race again so um, that is that is the key for Arsenal I
0: mean you see the you see the pool that Arsenal have in the kind of level of some of the signings they have three big name marquee like signings and and you know it's indicative of a team that you know is looking to to make that push for a title I mean they're in position to do it they stayed at the top of the league for most of the season last year and then City you know comes and takes it away from them in the end but uh they, they, they've signed their big guys you know a guy like Havertz can play striker. He can, he can play the number 10. So, uh, he's, he's a very versatile player for them. Uh, Declan Rice is huge for them. I think, you know, he's so much more than defensive midfielder. He can also push forward and add an extra dimension to, to Arteta's attack. Um, and I, and I'm a fan of Timber. I think he's a he's a very quality center back that allows, uh, Arsenal to have a, have a solid rotation of guys, uh, you know they've even signed guys like Reese Nelson. You know they kept they kept the Reese in in the club, and you know he's been a, he's been a quality rotational piece. You know now that they can kind of put him in in place of either Martinelli or Saka if they need it, it's 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 nice. Uh, if they're looking to make any other signings, maybe in my opinion, look to look at a right back. I mean somebody to rotate with with uh, Ben White. And, and that's really all that I can think of. Like Arsenal like, seems to be very complete. It seems to be coming full circle with them. Uh, from the stuff I've seen online, it looks like, you know, the vibes are good in, in the locker room and stuff right now. Everybody's, you know, welcoming these guys, you know, pretty quickly. They're all laughing and joking already. So
1: you know, it's it, it
0: seems to be positive in the camp.
1: Yeah. I think Tomiyasu is really there, like, right back. Oh, yeah. I forgot about he him. Can, he can play across. Well, you Forgot about him because he was injured for the second half of the season, and it you know, was kind of a an uh, underrated part of the reason I think why they maybe fell off a little bit, you know, by not having him uh, available as, as kind of uh, insurance there. But we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit too about Pulisic in Milan now. Officially, of course, it was uh, it was heavily rumored uh, even even before I was I was on my way uh, abroad. But it's, it's listen. It's a signing that's for sure. It is a <laughs> transfer that happened. That uh, he will now be playing at least uh, twenty to twenty-six games uh, for uh, Milan over the course of this season. Um,
0: I listen. I, I don't think
1: it's a terrible signing. I think it's. I think it's pretty low risk. I don't think you're paying a ton of money for a guy that has had success uh, in Europe. You know, it, it hasn't been startling success, but. He has had some good seasons under his belt. And I think if he gets to a place where he can get regular playing time, if he can stay healthy, this is a guy that can turn out a, a good signing for you. And I think the price that they got him at is, is a pretty good deal, um, you know, for what they could get. Cause this is a guy that could definitely, he could, he could touch double figure goals and yeah. he, could, he could do that.
0: I mean, he's never done it in his career. He's gotten close a few times. I'm pretty sure. But, um, uh, you know he's he's a guy that offers much more than just goal scoring um he's the guy they brought in to replace brahim right so he's probably he's most likely going to be asked to do two things for the team and that's either play as a number 10 or as a right winger and you know occasionally when squads are being rotated he'll be liao's backup all right he can be utilized on the left as well so um it's really how well does he get on there is he setting up teammates is he is he you know, uh, as much as you say he could do double-digit goals, he could do double-digit assists, right? He could he could be the guy to create and, and set things up. Um, there's been some clips from training that that look pretty good. He looks to be, you know, enjoying himself and being creative out there, uh, not afraid to take a risk, you know, at a new team already in training. So that, that bodes well, I guess, for his confidence maybe, especially if, if you know, everybody's enjoying him around. So um, Milan also signing... A, you know anything about this uh, Teji Reinders guy? Or I don't know how to. Re- Reinders, the, uh He's like a defensive mid from uh, Az Az Akmore.
1: It's Az. Az. Excuse it's
0: me. It's me. It's excuse me. No, I, I do not. Um, yeah, I know nothing about him. I know nothing about I, him. I, that is an awesome. They, they, that Milan is- signed a, a defensive yeah. midfielder. Have no idea who he is. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's very interesting. Hey, uh, but
1: did they officially sign him or is this again, something This the one? Yes. On uh,
0: he, the, he, he left uh, medical, uh, okay. at Milanello either today or yesterday. It was one of those okay. two. Um, yeah, my Twitch chat is killing me for that one right there. Same Wara <laughs> listen, <fan. laughs> listen. Listen.
1: Sometimes, sometimes you get a little carried away with the Twitter feed and, uh, you know,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. listen, um, uh, all, there's also rumors that they are in advance talks to sign uh, Mehdi to Remy, but I don't think it's completely solidified yet. Um, I did see I, the
1: Taremi links. He's linked with a few Serie a clubs. Yeah, he's pretty good. Like I like Taremi. Uh, yeah, that's a Champions League quality player. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's done well over the last few years in Porto. Like I think, I think he's not a bad signing at all. Uh, I think Inter have also been. Milan and Inter are linked to like the same guy. Everybody. All the time it's. You mentioned uh,
0: Balogun. That's another guy that we talked yeah, about. It and
1: is, it is, uh, <laughs> it's always a time you can always expect when someone is linked to, to one of them that they will, in invariably by tomorrow at the very least be linked <laughs> the other one will be linked to them.
0: Yeah, and the last and the last one that uh Milan is is in the rumor mill still is that uh Valencia kind of stalling talks with Musa. I don't know. I think I saw that this morning. Are there any uh Fulham, updates to that or?
1: I think Fulham are potentially getting involved with with musa and there was i think another club like i think it's i think they're trying to find the like stretch the the, the figure as much as they can mm-hmm. um, that seems like the uh the hang up there it doesn't seem like he'll be a, a valencia player next season it's just not totally clear uh, where he'll be playing exactly it's pretty much he'll be either in the Premier league or teams. so we got that yeah. going for us well at least uh be able to keep our eyes on, uh, on Eunice. Uh, this,
0: yeah, are this you, season. what do you think of the, uh, Ruben Loftus cheek signing? I forget if we talked about this before you left for Italy I or think not. We did. And
1: I, cause I remember talking about in his younger days when he was we did talk about it. Chelsea. Yeah. That it was truly sometimes hard to tell the difference between him and hazard. Uh, yeah. and that is unfortunately not been the case. since his injury, but again, you're getting, is a very low risk deal. And, I think at worst he's still like just a guy that can rotate and play minutes, and it's not going to like kill you. Uh, but I hey, think listen, mo- a little bit of that athleticism.
0: Most Chelsea players that come to Milan end up having a, a, a pretty successful season. So you uh, unless you unless you count Fernando Torres, we're not going to talk about that one. But <laughs> yeah, well,
1: yeah, that was a little that was a little different. Yeah. <laughs> If he works out like Torres, it's going to be a tough. It's a tough beat. I'll, I'll say uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sergei milinkovic Savage, like we mentioned, is finally leaving Lazio. He's been linked away from there for the last, like, four seasons every summer. Uh, he's supposed to have been uh, moving on. He's actually finally going. Um, it's now, though, to Saudi Arabia instead of, like, Manchester United or Real Madrid <sighs> or wherever else. Um, it's It's... I, honestly this this is like the one saudi arabia signing that's still kind of like head scratcher for me all the other guys kind of make sense you know it's like probably their last big contract it's like i i, I get it i mean ruben nevis is a little surprising you know but I, it's like okay you know i get these guys you know at, at the end of their career a little bit you see that money and it can be hard to kind of turn away like if it's savage it just feels like man like you're just never escaping the allegations of just being like a a, a ducker, like you know, like it's just, mm-hmm. it's just a, it just kind of sucks because I I really liked watching him play and now I'll just never watch him play again. Um, and <laughs> I'll see. It, it, it's so maybe, funny. Maybe at the Euros next summer, you know, if he, yeah, you know, with Serbia, like I I don't know.
0: It's so funny, you know, the, the Super League kind of just like falls apart and then Saudi Arabia is like, you know what? Let's just make our own. <laughs> and then, here we go. Like, let's just sign all these big players and get them to come over here by offering them ridiculous contracts. Did you see what was rumored, the, uh, the rumored contract that was offered to Messi from Saudi Arabia?
1: Yeah, I did. It was like I in see.
0: the billions. Yeah. Billions.
1: I think he was. I think it was 200 million a year is what they offered him.
0: Yeah, I think it was, like, in total, like, $1.3 billion. Or, or... they
1: already have – he has, like, some uh, sponsorship deal with Saudi Arabia, like, as, like, a country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some sort of, like, tourism thing. And they were actually – I think there's this whole <laughs> – there's this whole beef now. And it, Messi's going to cause, like, an international incident because he, you know, obviously turned and, and, and ended up going to MLS. But he was so, – I think there was some sort of wink deal. That he was supposed to be going to saudi arabia as part of that deal with with the league and then didn't and, and ends up coming to the mls and part of that too is again he's going to be very heavily featured in the promotional stuff for the u.s world cup in 2026 mm-hmm. you like that's going to be very like integral to his like campaign um and there was hopes that i think he would do sort of the same thing for saudi arabia because they're hoping to get the bid for 2030. um so it's Saudi Arabia, you know. They're they're splashing cash. I I have no belief, honestly, in my heart that this is gonna go anywhere. Though, um, I think people are mm. like, not that I don't think it's like the Chinese league uh, of you know like uh, that we had that like two year window where just Oscar was getting paid like everybody. Dollar, right? like, like, it was just everyone was chasing bags. Um, you, I remember Yannick Carrasco went there. He's one of the few players that has gone to one of these leagues and then returned and like still been able to to play at like a top level Paul them Paulinho
0: hulk that. hulk did it um did yeah I come back and hulk he didn't, didn't, he, didn't come come back. Back. he didn't come no. back he didn't come back because he my didn't
1: point. that was my point he went, was like, yeah because yeah, hulk went to russia
0: and then, and then went to china yeah, yeah and then kind of just didn't he went to brazil i think
1: yes so where he has i think did
0: Paulinho like, yeah. really come back
1: Paulino came back to Barcelona. Oh yeah, he went to Barcelona.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he came back to Barcelona. Bear with me. Sorry. He has
1: some like weird the totally like this is TLC shit, but Oh, oh my <laughs> god. Yeah, let's like not get into his personal life. It's drama, it's, right? Like I don't recall exactly what it was, but I remember being very bizarre.
0: Um uh, it's the um there's
1: like a sister-in-law I or think
0: something. he I think there, there's some storylines that are found on some uh, questionable websites that are actually <laughs> actual reality in his life. So I, <laughs> you know, it's, Help that, me that's, that's, off, yeah, yeah. that's um, all I really, uh, really need to do. You, I mean,
1: <laughs> That dude is a powerful shot. You know, that's all I'll say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, I like that one. I like that. Was uh, uh, was this Cristiano Ronaldo quote about the Saudi League true? Was 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 he saying like, oh, I'd never move to the MLS? You see, like I moved to Saudi uh, it's Arabia, and all, the, vain all, and all the players are coming here.
1: So yes, it, it is. It is.
0: He <laughs> was like, I would never go play in the MLS. Like. Look at look. I came here and look who look at all the players coming here now. Like <laughs>
1: brother, they're not coming for you. You're coming because you're going to make six hundred thousand dollars a week, tax free. <laughs> and that's why they're they're going there. It's, uh, it's really hey, not a secret.
0: Enter Miami. Messi has some pool. Enter Miami, bringing a uh, uh, Jordi Alba. He's coming yeah, to play also, for for Miami.
1: I listen. If you listen, it's nice yeah, for the MLS. MLS. MLS's rules are already weird and totally unclear. They have gam and tam and DPS. And, you know, so why? I think why? I it's, it's hate it. really kind of a weird situation. I have no clue why Inter Miami is doing all this because they're still also paying for the Blaise Matuidi uh, situation where they had to give up a pick and they got fined and all this stuff. And they were uh, diminished on how much money they could spend on certain things. I have no clue how they're finding the money to do all this. Who knows?
0: Do you um, think Inter Miami tries to build like a like a throwback Barcelona squad together?
1: I mean, they're bringing the gang back together, at least in a very small way. I'm Apparently, really,
0: there's uh, there's rumors about Suarez and Iniesta. I,
1: <laughs> listen, I'll I'll buy a ticket, you know? And then you
0: drop, like, homegrown talents, sprinkle I them in, say, and just teach them.
1: Watching Luis Suarez try to play... I, there's not a ton of, like, turf in MLS, but there is, like, more than there should be, which is zero. Um, <laughs> tr- watching Luis Suarez try and play on a turf field would be... Uh, a horrifying thing it's like those russian dash cam videos where you know at some point there's going to be a car crash it's just how bad like is this going to be like a that's kind of a funny car crash or is this like i think i just watched someone die on youtube uh car crash you know like and i I, that would be the way that i would feel about luis suarez playing in the mls uh, because i i i'm sorry I, i would love the drawing
0: back and forth i would love the drawing back and forth he'd body some like 23 year old center back who's like four inches taller than him and the guy gets in his face and he's like you know who you're talking to kind of deal I, talking I all this shit have, like i think
1: we have different ideas about louis suarez's play style he is but then he's gonna he's here. gonna die he's the man he's, who gets bodied and he's going to die
0: and... And... <laughs>
1: i i have no you didn't
0: let me finish you didn't let me finish i was gonna say the the center back you know kind of gets in his face touches forehead and
1: suarez bites throws him himself death. on the ground yeah <laughs> bites him <laughs> Yeah, we don't do that in America. You can't bite someone, but you could bring a gun and shoot. someone. Uh, you know and what? That would actually—I think—that endear himself to the floor maybe. The maybe
0: it's a maybe it's a good thing Suarez doesn't come to the MLS because you know he just, he's got to watch his comments. First time he gets into a into a into a row, he he runs the risk of getting canceled in America right away. You know when they find out all the Patrice Evra situation and whatnot. So
1: yeah, I think he could uh, he could definitely learn some some cultural sensitivity. That would be uh, would be a good thing. <laughs> Luis suarez yeah uh, hopefully has i think probably still some maturing to do in that regard um yeah uh it's going to be interesting you, li- you know, messi supposed to be starting up over the next few weeks uh with inter miami yeah. so um he has quite the job to do because they're one of the worst teams i've ever seen in my life uh they are, they're truly awful they're they're in the basement so that i think Dom, is everything we have for this week uh, mm-hmm. for for england and italy because like we said. You know, we're just waiting on some of these other transfers to wrap up, waiting on this Kane saga to kind of just find a conclusion, please, for the love of Christ. Like let's yeah. just folks, let's figure it out. Come on. But uh before you know, you know, we're going to be back with, uh, with with season previews and things like that. You know, we're we're uh, like a month away from the season being back, which is exciting, but also very quick. You know, yep. We're, we're, we're coming up on it. So we'll start to, to piece together some previews uh, and all those things and hopefully have some more transfer news. We'll be back next week, of course, to, to bring it all to you, Dom. Anything to say before we get out of
0: here? Yeah, I'm going to plug my new podcast. Um, so I finally have done it, guys. Uh, I've decided to stop talking about FIFA on this podcast. Uh, so Matt must be very happy about that one uh i started a fifa podcast on my own or shall i call it a eafc uh because the fifa brand is not with ea sports anymore so uh it's called fut boys uh so uh you know, gonna do weekly weekly shows talking about you know the news and the grind and and you know when eafc 24 comes out you know it's going to be a, a much better show than right now it's kind of a dead period it's all like hype and you know expectations for the game to come. So, uh, but yeah, uh, if you're into the video game and you know you play Ultimate Team and you're interested in listening to a podcast about it, uh, get some imp- more info than maybe you may already know. Uh, tune in, I appreciate it. Uh, aside from that, just follow me on Twitter. Uh, I changed my uh, my handle. It's not at Wash Lifestyle anymore. It's uh, at a hairy ape fut. A hairy ape fut. Um. Yeah. So follow me on Twitter and take look out for the podcast.
1: What? So EFC is just gonna like? Are they gonna have all the licensing to teams? Like how's mm-hmm. it gonna work?
0: Okay. Yeah, they just they just did a big event in Amsterdam. It was so funny because they uh they still have like the rights to the Premier League and La Liga and Syria. They even have like uh, UEFA rights, so they still have like the Champions League and Europa League and all that kind of stuff. It basically they just don't have the FIFA brand, so. All that they can't really do is like the World Cup. They still have like image rights with all the players. They still have licensing for all the serious leagues. They even have licensing rights to women's leagues. Like uh, they're adding women into foot, so you can play with men and women on the same team. Uh, so they've got uh, women icons. So like think about this: you can run a, like an American team now that has Mia like Hamm? Mia Ham, Alex, Alex Morgan uh like you can take Landon Donovan, Christian Pulisic, like you can you can take all of these American players now and just put if it they all got together.
1: Chastain. If they don't got Brandon Chastain, I, I
0: feel it. like I feel like they got them too and like Abby Wambach, maybe Carly Lloyd. That would be I'm not buying it but I'm, always... <laughs> I'm There's there's some interesting stuff like I uh, one of the things is like FIFA, the the like FIFA itself was a very restrictive uh, entity on ea you know ev- anything that they wanted to do promo wise game wise it had to be run by fifa first
1: oh i'm sure
0: i'm sure i, I think it was part of the deal uh no uh, uh one of the uh, content creator true boy used to work for ea uh he was on a podcast recently saying that he, he said like
1: EA like 10 years ago was like,
0: yeah, it was it was the it's the same thing it's been, always been like that man yeah, okay. i think That's that i think
1: convenient that convenient excuse for why the game sucked <laughs> And why it was just a money grab all the time. It, hell, it's even Very worse. Of a, it, it's execution. worse
0: of a money grab now. It's worse of a money grab now. But uh, um,
1: It's not. It, it, is.
0: No, it <laughs> seems like the, it seems like they have a lot more positive change. That's that's kind of how I see it right now. It, they have a lot more freedom to do certain things. So, uh, you know, but, you know, one thing that is a little interesting is uh, pro clubs is going to be full crossplay now. So it doesn't matter what console you're on. You can all play on the same pro clubs team. Thank trying you. to con- I'm trying to convince Nikolai to get the ba- gang back together. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Good.
1: Luck. Well, Dom, that sounds really exciting and I'm very happy for you. Uh we will be back next yeah. week to wrap up all the transfer talk, all the stuff about the off season everything you need to know. We will present it all for you. Until then, we will talk to you next time. See you.